Hi, welcome to Stardust Records, the Star Wars podcast. I'm Savi, and I'm here with my co-host, Linz. Hi, Linz. Hello. How are you? Good. Pretty good. A little tired. You know, who isn't? Yeah, it's after a long weekend, so. But uh, I heard we have some pretty special guests this week. Uh, we, we did touch on that last episode, but now it's this episode, so we can introduce them to you guys. My special guest is my husband, Zach. Hello. Hello there. This is my husband, Zach. How long have you guys been together? Almost seven years now. Well, we've almost been married seven years, about six and a half. We met uh, through a youth center uh, we both volunteer at, and we were almost run now. And uh, I was like, wow, she's super cool. I want to get to know her better. <laughs> and I told her that. And she was like, okay, we could, you know, hang out a bunch and be friends, all that good stuff. And then um, and then I told her, like, could we, like, go on some dates and stuff? And at first she said, well, no, probably not. But we were still buddies for years. And then one day she came up to me and she's like, hey, you know, I, I think I think I have feelings for you. And then we got married. Yeah, pretty much like that. <laughs> yeah, We were like, hey, let's date. Hey, let's get engaged. Okay, next month we're, we're getting married. It was that <laughs> fast. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful thing. So who is your special guest? My special guest is my partner, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hey, everyone. How long have we been together? We've been together for six years is february so that's coming up pretty soon that's that's pretty sweet uh we met in high school but we actually didn't meet in high school we met through twitter of all places i think i liked a tweet of hers wearing a vr headset um while she was at work yeah when i worked at the movies yeah she worked at the movie theater i thought it was funny we both were involved in video production at our um high school and stuff so i was like oh this is cool and then she followed me and then dm'd me and then we were friends for a while and then i just I, you know, we we obviously liked each other, but we're too shy to do anything. And then I was like, hey, this is pretty nice. We should we should start dating, you know. And I was like, OK, <laughs> <laughs> I think my my favorite thing is that we had like wanted to meet in person because we had obviously gone to the same high school. But then a snowstorm hit and uh, we school was closed for an entire week. I remember so we couldn't yeah. eat. And then nope. finally, when it opened back up again, we got to have lunch together. And the rest is history. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> Love it. it is cute. All right. So uh, we have a few things planned for this episode. One, uh, we thought we'd just brush on The Last of Us because the first episode released uh, this Sunday. We all watched it, right? Alex, I know you did. Oh, Zach, Zach did. Not. Zach is shaking I'm his head now. He went. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I watched it. Alex, what did you think? I thought it was really good. I've never, I was never able to play the game. You know, I never even watched playthroughs of it. I, I never had a PlayStation, but I always liked the, um, I always liked the idea of the game and the story from what my friends would talk to me about that had it or watched playthroughs or whatever. You know, you started playing it because you have a PS4 mm. playing the remaster version and all that. And it's, I know the rough basic like story beats of, of the game. You know, so it's kind of cool to see that, just see yeah. the story of the game in like a live action form. So now it's like I get to experience it in a new way. And it's cool seeing Pedro. Like Pedro is Mr. Uh, I play everyone's dad now, which is, <laughs> I think he's great at it, honestly. He is good. But no, it's cool. And it's nice because it's actually a good video game adaptation. Like for me, I love Halo. And the Halo show is, this is not very controversial to be honest. It's not very good. I'll be honest, it's not very good. Uh, but this show is really good. And it seems very faithful to the source material, which again, for me, it doesn't matter 
matter that much. All that matters is that it's a good show. And this first episode was really good. I thought the cast was strong. I thought the story was strong. And just how they, you know, show everything and how they adapted everything from what I understand was really well done. I was texting Alex while I was watching it. And I was like, Alex, it's like word for word, like scene for scene. And there was obviously some changes, like that whole beginning with breakfast and like Joel and like Tommy coming over to Joel's house wasn't in the game, but it fits so perfectly because the moment we see Joel and Sarah introduced in the game, um, it's Joel coming home from work. So it was like the perfect setup and so similar, not the exact same in this aspect, but like with the old woman, like there's a neighbor that comes running over to Joel's house and uh, I think either Tommy or Joel shoots them, but so similar, like with him killing the old woman and then them coming by the house on fire, like shot for shot. And, and it felt so similar because that part of the game, you're sitting in Sarah's seat. So you're seeing everything from Sarah's point of view, which is exactly what this entire scene or like episode, the first half felt like. So I, I don't know, like playing... We have Arcane, which I think was a great adaptation. And then, then we have this one. And there was one more big one. And I don't think it was Halo, but... Um, oh, The Witcher. Probably. Yeah. I've heard a lot of really positive things about The Witcher too. So I feel like it's on a good track. The Last of Us, in my opinion, feels like it's the closest to its original source. Yeah, I agree with you. And I'm in the same position that Alex is in. Uh, I didn't have a PS4. I have only seen parts of the playthrough. Um, but I know like major story beats. And so I watched it with a couple friends. Um, one of them had played the game and then the other one had didn't know anything. And so it was cool to see both of their perspectives and then me be in the middle of it basically. So I was like looking over at this one person and they are like knowing that what's going to happen to the daughter at the beginning, like they know. And so they're looking at me and then this other person is like clueless. And so when she does, you know, bad things Sorry. happen to her. That she dies. Like so distraught. They're like, it's not a spoiler-free podcast. You know? <laughs> Sorry, continue. And so, and so, yeah, and then like there was parts throughout the episode where this person was like, "That's exactly what they said in the game. That's exact." Like there was that bus in the game. There was this in the game, and and like when you're in the truck, this is exactly kind of how I was feeling. You know, this, mm-hmm. it had the same sort of vibe. And there was even parts that even though I hadn't played the game, I was like, "This was probably in the game." Like it felt like. Like, I don't know how to say it because it was, I don't want to just say, oh, it felt like I was watching a video game because Mm -hmm. that would be kind of detract. I don't want to say it's detracting from it, but in the best way, I say in the best way, like it felt like it was from the game, but in the best way, like you could tell. And so um, I thought it was really, really cool. Pedro did really good. Bella and Nico, she was amazing. And Tommy's. He was awesome. They were all great. All of them. Um, Tessa's actress. Uh, and a tarp. I love her. They did an awesome. And I'm really excited to see where it goes from there. And um, being on Twitter, there was a couple um, accounts that I saw that were comparing scenes from the game to scenes from the show. And it was just really cool to see how well they matched up. Not that they had to match it up like that, but I just feel like the show has really already started off on a really good balance. So, and I agree. I think it's the best video game adaption I've seen of anything. So that's pretty rare for or, video games or show adaption of a video game or adapt like to have actual quality, you know, of adaptations in either 
TV shows or movies. In, in my experience, because a lot of my childhood video games were destroyed or, you know, in their movie uh, counterparts. Yeah. And and like there there were some noticeable changes. The The plane crash was a car crash in the game. And then obviously like the number one was the, the tendrils yeah. coming from their mouth. It, it was spores in the game, but Joel and Ellie wear the gas mask so much in the game that I honestly don't blame them for wanting to change it to something else. And the tendrils were concept art originally. It's like they are staying true to the game. And then they made Tess and Joel canon, which I thought was cool because they're very flirty in the game. So it was fun to see them together. And um, nice to see a partnership in a dystopian society. And uh, there was one more thing. Oh, just because I've played it recently, so it's just all stuck in my head. But um, the car battery is a significant part of the storyline in the game. Yeah. Um, but it comes in way later. So it's interesting to see that it's now at the beginning and it's a car battery instead of guns because it was wep it was weapons in the game. Oh, I see. So they okay. they really did it like perfectly, I think. Yeah. I they're they're on a uh, a good good track. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how they'll oh sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> it's interesting how they'll change things to to work for like a like a series narrative that way. And like just little beats here and there. Just just take this, we work we work it with that, and then go in here and there that it'll make this scene flow, this whatever playoff better it's 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 interesting how producers and writers come up with that but yeah. stay true yeah they seemed really mindful of the source material and just like you said little things like um is it uh sarah is it sarah uh, sarah's daughter or paul who is paul i'm so sorry uh sarah joel's daughter <laughs> yes yes so her shirt was the same as it is in the in the game like it's the same graphic art on yeah. her shirt i thought that was so cool just little stuff like that was really neat um they definitely weren't like oh we're just going to take inspiration more than anything like they actually wanted to be as true as they could to the story and so that was really cool yeah yeah and i mean i, I seeing bella ramsey as Ellie she is Ellie and if I'm not wrong I don't think that they played the last of us they were told not to and then but she still nails Ellie right on the head like that that grumpy anger and that sassiness and that like feral behavior that we're gonna see all throughout the game and her reaction to when oh, I can't wait for you guys to watch more <laughs> but like the reaction that she had to Riley will make so much sense when we get left behind storyline in the mm. show. I'm so excited. I the the left behind side story after you finish the main campaign is just so good. It's such a treat. And it builds Ellie's character for the second game. Not that the whole game, the main campaign doesn't do that in the first one, but it's just like a I feel like it's like a nice it's more meat, I guess. Yeah. So but speaking of Pedro Pascal playing single dads with abandoned children, <laughs> uh, we got the Mandalorian trailer at the time of this recording not too long ago. Um, 
we all watched it I know that for a fact because we Zach watched it right before this so <laughs> and Alex texted me and was like did you see this question mark question mark so all right whoever wants to start us off on your thoughts Alex yeah I want to know his uh, too <laughs> why does everyone want to know what I think because uh, you, I, I, I thought know. I thought his trailer was it was interesting. It was uh, I feel like usually they don't have trailers that are this long and this like cutty. You know, I I, I come from a video production background, so of course that's what I noticed right away. But um, no, I thought it was really cool. They, I didn't expect them to show so many different environments and places, and you know, like like. Uh, I mean, the trailer's out, so spoilers. Who cares? <laughs> Sorry if you didn't watch a trailer. Uh, but, you know, it's Oof. it's really interesting, some of the unexpected things in there. Like, I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me as a prequel stan was there's, there's like, a droid cantina with a bunch of B-1 battle droids for some yeah, reason. That was cool. That was interesting. I, I wonder what that storyline's going to be about. What are Mando and Grogu going to have to do with all these droids? Um, how is he rallying up all these random Mandalorians to go back to Mandalore, right? Like, they were all very much in that, like, you know, you look at the old school Boba Fett from the Star Wars uh, holiday special cartoon. <laughs> they yeah. all kind of look, all those Mandalorians kind of look very bright and colorful and cool like that. So I wonder how he's going to beat them and what role they're all going to play. And if his goal is actually... Like actually going to be take over Mandalore again. I wonder if that's really going to be what his goal is, or if it's just to go there and oh, I just want to just be part of the Mandalorian culture again. I don't care about the sword and the politics of it all. I just want to. I just want my religion back, more or less, right? So yeah. I, I'm curious to how deep it's all going to go. I think they a lot of they 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 did what a trailer should leave you with questions, but didn't give you too much um so it was cool like, I'm, I'm excited you know like where's bogatan that too yeah. like where is she where's our Honestly. girl is she safe is she all right <laughs> i i i don't know if zach knows but in a previous trailer um bogatan was really featured in it and um it seems like they're setting her up to be opposite of of din um I hope that she's not going to be in a position of an antagonist um, completely. Didn't you say you were worried about that? Yeah, I don't want her to be like the villain because I don't Saint. think that suits her. Um, so I really hope they don't go that way with her. But she wasn't in this trailer. Um, nervous. I'm nervous. Uh, I think for me, I really liked seeing, like you said, I liked seeing the different environments. It looks like Coruscant. Um, we saw possibly Coruscant and then also the shot with like the starfighter going through like the fireworks that's that what cool. that's about um I like the Koekian monkey lizards featured I love those little guys they're so annoying but they're so oh they had a uh, what's his name job of the huts monkey creature that's like, yeah that them. yeah that's right yeah <laughs> it's okay <laughs> Alex <laughs> I tried <laughs> You so let's it. just be crumb. There we go. Oh yeah. So let's Zach just be was saying, Zach was saying, oh, those guys, those were in Return of the Jedi. And so you're right on. Um so let's just yeah. be crumb. I'm excited. 
it looks like it's going to be a really good time. Uh, yeah, and I liked seeing all the colorful armor on the Mandalorians. That was really cool. We talked about that in the last episode when we were talking about the Bad Batch, where we wonder yeah. if like the colors, because that's in Legends where the colors mean different things. But yeah, for sure. Um, Do you recognize anybody? Like with any like are those or are those gonna be like original characters? I didn't I recognize think they're all anyone. new. Yeah, yeah, I didn't recognize anyone, but a lot of people are really hoping that um you'll remember Zach, uh Fen Rao from Rebels. Oh yeah. Um we're really hoping that he'll come back. Um because there was rumors that his actor was seen on a set that could be the Mandalorian. So we don't know. We don't know <laughs> for sure. I do um, wonder if Sabine will make a little quick cameo that that's not what, rumored. That's what people are hoping for. I hope so too. I I I love Sabine. It'd be cool well, to see her be, anywhere. It would be a really cool segue because in Mandalorian season two, uh, was it season two? No. Yes. Ahsoka. Um, like oh. she's gonna go off and and find Thrawn. Like we see her. Like they meet and then she goes off. So it'd be interesting if they run into Sabine somehow and then that's how Sabine ends up going off to meet up with Ahsoka or she's like gets a call from Ahsoka I don't that know that would make sense I don't know that'd be kind of neat you remember yeah. in uh, like the I don't know it seems like Star Wars loves to foreshadow a little bit if you will remember oh, what was it it was in Bad Batch the second or the first season excuse me where uh they had Cad Bane show up and then Fennec as well kind of alluded to some of the stuff that was going to go down in Book of Boba Fett yeah, I mean, and, they... Yeah, I wasn't yeah. the biggest fan of that show. But, but it was cool that they brought those characters yeah, in. That's true. I mean, that's at least, true. you know, Cad Bane hadn't been had a live action that's um, true. appearance at that point, so that was kind of cool foreshadowing. Yeah, it was cool. What did you Zach, think? Oh, <laughs> Zach, what did you think of the trailer? The Mandalorian trailer? Because, yeah, you just watched it, so those yeah, thoughts no, are, like, it's fresh. A lot of fun. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I haven't... I haven't seen as much of the, I haven't seen all of the Mandalorian both seasons, but the episodes that I, I did watch were, were a lot of fun. You know, the Ahsoka one was super cool. And um, I know that, you know, that it's good quality. So I'm sure they'll, they'll make it a great, a great time to watch. So fast paced. Yeah. Looks like a good time. Everyone loved Grogu, of course. <laughs> you know, it'll be a I lot do. of them. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad Din has him back and he didn't just become, you know, an apprentice of Luke or whatever. I'm, I'm happy to see him back with his dad. So, it's very interesting guy. how much they'll lean into prequel stuff now you know i was seeing that a lot on the timeline yeah because it's like coruscant another order 66 flashback the, the, the battle droids again like it, it's, it. it's interesting for someone like me who's where's prequel stuff i i, I grew up with prequels and everyone else is Everyone here is shaking their eyes. Sabi just rolled her <laughs> eyes. <laughs> but those are the movies I grew up with. They came out when I was six okay. years old watching this... Anakin burn on in the fire pit. You Alex, know? this like... is a safe space for <laughs> everybody else, but people <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, this is a safe space. But it's interesting though, right? Because historically, Lucasfilm hasn't really done a whole lot with prequel stuff other than The Bad Batch and then uh Clover is coming back again right so it's interesting seeing them bring it back but bring it back for real narrative purpose you know mm -hmm. yeah and that's yeah. all which is nice you know yeah like they're not just forgetting that the battle droids existed they're not forgetting like they have 
Coruscant as a planet to use. I mean, and we saw it a lot in Andor, which was really cool. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see the, the battle droids um, in the show. I want them to make witty remarks. I really need them to make some witty remarks. They're hilarious. <laughs> that was uh, good. I, I really <laughs> love their... They, um, well, I don't want to skip ahead if we want to talk about something else before this, but they in the most recent episode of The Bad Batch, there was battle droids, and they had me laughing. Oh, yeah, they were good. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited for... Uh, there was that one... I made some I made a tweet about it I thought but I I can't remember but there's that order 66 flashback and the one on the left looks exactly like uh Sindrelig the pair and then I think I'm saying his name right and then the lightsaber which that'd be cool um uh, I I thought that there was like some comic that showed how he died but but a lot of the times like they don't really care yeah, I don't remember yeah. But, It'll be um, interesting to see if who grabs Grogu from the Jedi Temple. Oh yeah, because that's not revealed. So maybe they're no. going to give us that answer. That would be yeah. cool. Who do, you, who do you think it was? And what? Uh, who do we think saved Grogu? Yeah, I'm just curious. I don't know. I, I hope it's not Mace Windu, and I hope they don't make him come back alive again. <laughs> this um, is a Mace Windu love bot space I guess. no i i love mace windu okay too, but i was like let me save alex a window <laughs> i know um somebody was like it should be plo Koon. like let's just ignore revenge of the sith for a second didn't like, you like let's no. ignore that he blew up in wasn't a fireball even there. Yeah. um at the temple i hope it's sin i thought that that would be cool that because would be really cool. cool i do yeah. i do like sid and he's in the clone wars and it would be, be cool. interesting if uh, Shock T saved him because they don't. It's not really known if she is alive in current canon, right? Because before canon, it was that Shock T was maybe killed by Grievous or something. I thought that she, I thought that she was. Oh, she kicked the bullet scene, in the deleted like scene. It seemed like she definitely kicked the bucket, but then yeah. in the Force Unleashed, she was a character that you meet yes. on. Um, was it? It wasn't. Was it Ryloth? It was a planet like uh, Ryloth I or something. I the name of the planet. It might have been Felucia, actually. Oh, Felucia. It was Felucia. It was Felucia. You're so right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she was in The Force Unleashed. So honestly, I don't know what her fate is. Uh, it could be. That would be really neat. Yeah. That would be neat. But if it is Sin, wasn't he the like commander of the Temple Guards? He was. Yeah. Yeah. That was okay we have two minutes left so i will have so we also got a new episode of the bad batch last week at the time of this recording because it's monday and we get the new episode on tomorrow night <laughs> um i have not watched it <gasps> so you guys can talk about it <laughs> Spinner, no <laughs> so <laughs> Alex, what did you think? He's <laughs> <It's> my replacement. <laughs> you see, I think the Bad Batch is is weird in in a interesting way. Like it, it's a fun. They have really great characters, and I feel like they have no idea what to do with them because they're not in the time frame that they want to use them in. They want they probably want to use them in the Clone Wars, right? So 
but I do think they're in an interesting time period with like the empire like starting to come out and and they're this how quickly they're replacing storm or clone troopers with stormtroopers and all that right and the the political um indications with that um i do find it like the show it's it's not as riveting honestly as i want it to be you know um like this whole this latest episode was enjoyable i will say that like it was it was really fun in certain respects it was kind of like okay we get to see what um crosshair is doing he's like i don't care just give me orders i'll get whatever job you need done empire let me just be a good empire boy <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's that's his whole shtick and i think it's interesting because you know he is the only one that's really like that of all the clones but but it was cool seeing cody again and seeing that he does have remorse and morals and just how those order 66 chips are just wearing off basically so the whole episode is honestly just like a Clone Wars episode. They have to go mm-hmm. out and, you know, rescue an Imperial officer that went to be like, hey, man, your your planet's part of the Empire now. And these guys, I think they're former separatists, I think. Um, they're like, no, nah, dog, um, you have no jurisdiction here. No, thanks. Um, and then they imprison him. And so Crosshair and uh, his commander, Cody, um the brag had to go and you know him and him and a whole squad had to go and rescue that guy but at the end unlike a clone wars episode where you are fighting battle droids and everything you have to see like the after they get the imperial guy and they get the separatists to stand down the imperial guy's like kill him right <laughs> like just just kill the separatists we don't need to have prisoners she wants to kill me and Cody, it was interesting seeing Cody be like, no, we shouldn't do that. When, you know, before he was like, blast him. Yeah. With the Obi-Wan, right? So yeah, it's interesting seeing how the chip wears off and how Crosshair just does not care. And maybe it's a, it's a defense thing or a political thing. If, if I just do these orders, I'll be safe no matter what, which is kind of what he's doing when you see him interact with, I forgot the Imperial officer he talks to, but um, it was, it was fun, but it's not, it's not as memorable in a way. Like it's mm-hmm. real. they have really interesting ideas and concepts in the show, but they just don't like stick with me as much as like the Clone Wars or Rebels would, you know, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, I feel that <laughs> I- I'm feeling pretty much where you're at. Um, Visually, it was a really beautiful episode. Um, there was like visual, uh, I don't know what the word would be. You probably know this better, but like visual cues throughout the episode that they revisited later. So Crosshair waking up and then at the end of the episode, Crosshair waking up again, but you see it's like a little different. Uh, just like you can tell that he's thinking about things differently, but obviously he's not going to change anything, but you can tell it's affected him. And then... I think where I'm lacking, especially after this last episode is, and I'm hoping it pays off again and they give us more because this was like we said, it's like a crosshair episode, but I didn't find myself and they probably, maybe they don't want us to, but I didn't find myself really connecting with crosshair really at all, which he's one of the main characters in the, in the episode, but I just didn't really connect with him. Um, 
not that he needs we need to find sympathy within him um but or like to be sympathetic towards him but i expected that they would give us more of that maybe i just wasn't reading into it right or something yeah. but like like andor does such a much better job of like the whole imperial i forgot the characters names but how the imperial officers in that show are like going after uh cassian in that right and just all the dynamics all... of that like showing the political tension there right like there's you're supposed to feel that in this episode and it's not really felt there yeah. as much you know yeah the only because like i know crosshair is supposed to be this like cold character who just like you said he just wants to follow who thinks if he follows orders everything will be okay um but we don't really see any regret in him or any like uh what's the word uh, like conflict with yeah him con- kinda, exactly yeah. conflict like nothing and we so, can relate to it's just kind of uh i don't know not a lot of personality you know what I yeah mean? Like, yeah and that is his character but, but i would have hoped but maybe this is just like setting it up so where maybe we see him you know he, now he knows cody defected so there's that um and he like trusted cody and we know that he um like put a lot of trust in him and so at the end this is one thing i wanted to bring up specifically um aside from seeing all the clones like take on the battle droids and the droidicas and the and the tanks and stuff again which i thought was interesting that they had this chance to do that again um cody when he is talking to the separatist or i don't even think she was she was just like the governor the rightful governor of this um city or whatever uh he was like trying to negotiate with her and it sounded so much like how obi-wan would have talked in that situation he sounded so much like how he would have approached the situation like put down your weapons like do this for your people like stuff like that and i feel like obi-wan would have been the same way and it just makes sense because you know commander in general for so many years so i i thought it was kind of obviously it wasn't like super in your face but when you think of it like that it makes a lot of sense why cody would why his personality goes that way i think maybe he already had a personality sort of like that and that's why him and obi-wan work so well together but it was really interesting to see from that perspective like that just sounds like what obi-wan would have done yeah i always forget the clone commanders and stuff all pull from their jedi generals right yeah rex is very much like you know anakin's commander and captain right so yeah and the whole bit is like we don't want another war here right that was like the one line it was cool seeing him again and just seeing what he would be like now i do wonder what is what is he gonna do because spoilers uh cody's gone he left he dipped after they after crosshair just killed this governor lady uh he dipped so now he's not around anymore um so i wonder if he's went out to go find rex and whatever he's doing because they've kind of like touched on that in the series like hints here and there oh look it's here's rex he's doing something we don't really know you know so it'll be interesting to see what they do honestly and I, I wonder how much it's actually going to play into the show later on or felt like a later season three arc i don't i don't know yeah, you know? yeah. what did you think hun uh it was cool to see him again and it was neat you know I, like i was wondering like what is he up to like because he requested you know crosshair to work with him and i was like what's you know what's what's going on and you could kind of tell 
you know, the tension in that conversation, like Cody's questioning the empire and, you know, seeing kind of where Crosshair stood. And then he finds out and he's like, okay, you know, I guess good soldiers follow orders or whatever he said after that. But uh, maybe he'll go find the rest of the Bad Batch at some point. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, I, I thought it was all right. I mean, it, it, I like the Bad Batch show because it, it's kind of like an extension of the Clone Wars. You know, it has that beautiful animation style, which I enjoy. And uh, I don't know, like Alex said, it's like, you know, they have these pretty cool characters, but it's like, why are they here at this time? I don't know. It's 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 not perfect, but I mean, it's it's fun, you know. I, that's kind of been my question throughout whenever we discuss the Bad Batch is I'm just waiting for like the, oh, okay, now this all kind of makes sense, you know? Yeah, I'm and waiting for the like, oh, here's when they come and all the clones are like going to be kicked out. Like what, you know, like what what's, I'm waiting for the next beat. <laughs> yeah, like what is the culmination of this storyline? They've hinted at like the cloning stuff, the facilities that they've, um, like with the uh, scientists and things. And we know that that might connect to like the scientists we see in the Mandalorian. Um, like that might be an underlying plot line, but for the Bad Batch themselves, I'm wondering like- Where do they fit into the grand scheme? Where are they gonna go from Yeah, exactly, they're, I mean, they're that's chilling. The beauty of trying to figure it out, like waiting to see, but- yeah, I'm almost uh, like, is Omega a bigger part of the cloning process so we can get Palpy back? Cause you know same thing with the mandalorian it's like the whole a lot of that show alludes to we need grogu to clone palpy again right so does does she play any part in that eventually do the clones really play in that at all you know it, there's a lot of loose ends to a lot of the star wars shows right now that i think we're all kind of just waiting to see where they're gonna go and how they all actually connect, right? So, yeah, I, I'm having that desire right now. Why didn't like Boba Fett ever mention, like in his show, why did he mention Omega at all? I was kind of thinking about that and I couldn't have the timing wrong or something, but I was like, because technically, I mean, you know, they were both pretty unique, pretty special clones and like the only two that had, that didn't have the inhibitor chip or, or something like that. Well, I mean, you make a good point. Omega was on Kamino when right. Boba was on Kamino. And they're like the same age. Did they mention that Omega was like kept in that laboratory or like was she allowed out? We don't know. Like, no, I, I, I don't I don't think that she was allowed out. It was like alluded to that that she had. Yeah. That's so why maybe, she had wanted to go with the bad batch too much. So he didn't know about her at all. Probably so that, that, that that makes sense yeah. if he grew it, I guess. Yeah. That's a good point though. I do wonder if Boba Fett will come out. Boba <laughs> Fett's like, I have a sister. Holy crap, I have a sister. Where were you this whole time? I I want to see that. And I want it to be Daniel Logan who voices Boba yes, Fett. Make Daniel Logan Boba Fett again. I love that guy. I got to chat with him for like a half hour in, in a Comic-Con. He's he, so cool. He is really cool. So he obviously he played um, young Boba Fett in Attack of the Clones. And then he played here. He voiced him in The Clone Wars. Um, and so I think it would be really cool if he got to play him in like the bad batch or something it almost made sense i mean i love tamara morrison he did a good job but it yeah. almost made sense with the timing almost he could have made him look, look a little older yeah. i mean like you could you could with how old he is now you could like drop him into like in a live action i don't want to see boba fett in andor but he would fit in the timeline <laughs> if they dropped him in andor i don't want to see him in andor but he would like how old he is now he would fit 
but any hoosies hmm. i i think it was an i didn't have too many complaints i didn't i don't really have a complaint for it um the episode um i just i'm ready for the next one i'm ready for the next one and i'm ready for a new story beat i'm ready for more story development i think yeah more pieces of the puzzle yeah for sure for sure anything you have to end that off sabi no no i don't i don't think i have anything to add i i i feel like i said all of my thoughts last episode so but um i i think the bad batch is fun is fun i think that all star wars should be different and it is different and it's we've said this so many times but like we'll probably bring it up but like it's not fair to compare all star wars because no star wars is the same mm-hmm. um Good point. so i like want to allude to different parts of star wars and like how it could tie into andor or or like how the mandalorian could tie into the sequels or blah 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 but i I think Alden said this when he came on our pod or we might have not been recording when he was talking about it, but he was like, all Star Wars affects other Star Wars. So like Andor will affect the Bad Batch and the Bad Batch will affect Andor and like Obi-Wan is going to affect Jedi Survivor and vice versa. So it's like, I know that you asked me my opinion on this episode. This is not my opinion on the episode because I didn't watch it, but yeah, I don't know. That's my thoughts. I feel like yeah. I'll just I'll have like a more solid feeling about the Bad Batch when the entire season is out. That's my and that's, that's yeah. fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah, I, I was gonna say Alden describes it like a tapestry. That's his like big thing. He's always yes. like Star Wars is like a tapestry. So He's he is a genius. Yeah. One thing I love about this is just totally different. You mentioned Andor. I, I love about about that show i'll admit i haven't seen it all i, I should but it, it's something different it's not i mean it's star wars you know it's it's you know the main we're kind of like the the secondary main character of uh rogue one but it's mm-hmm. like you know it's not just fan service not just like okay we got to do this again because these guys like no we're going to present something new and from what i've read and heard and seen it's it's super amazing like you know that like where was this years ago like they did such a good job with it um, yeah. which is cool it's nice to hear that you know it it is cool and recently like the the golden globes happened and then last night at the time of this recording was the critics choice and seeing a star wars actor in like a star wars show in a category with like better call saul and bob odenderk and all of these like I mean, Diego is an amazing actor and Star and Andor was amazing regardless of it being Star Wars or not. But it's just like so it's it's undeniably different. It's 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 very intellectual, it's deep, it's hardcore for lack of a better descriptive word. It it's it's not it's not like any other Star Wars. Yeah. Um, which cool. leads into it being incomparable. So yeah, yeah, it's very much the underrated show. I think even now, still, I think, uh, I think when season two rolls around, a lot of people, you know, like like me, for example, I love Star Wars. Star Wars is why I choose my career path. You know, like it's formed my life, and I love seeing how much it's been a part of my life through the prequels and watching the originals with my parents, and then the Clone Wars show as a kid. And then the Force Awakens game and, you know, all these things. 
and now it's been great maybe not everything is what i would love like maybe you know not everything i love as much as those other things but i i think it's great that you have this great ip and now you have the opportunity to make it something that is that it's intellectual but you know it's that higher form of entertainment cinema that can be you know looked upon the same way as like a, a game of thrones or better called you know, breaking bad whatever all these other crazy shows and the movies and stuff and hopefully the movies at some point get to that point too you know i hope the movies get back to a place where they are kind of maybe we get a movie someday where it is like in a best picture category again you know that'd be yep. kind of kind of great but bandor is, is is a great show for all that too i i love that it's just it's really its own thing and it doesn't care to be its own thing and i love that it's it's cool with being its own thing and its own wheelhouse compared to to you know a lot of other content out there well, from Star Wars. yeah i was re-watching episodes one two and three last night with my sister has never seen it before so she wanted to but um we got them as like a like they dropped as a trio and that I feel like was so important um it was just like the perfect yes it was slow but in a very it was it needed to be slow and that that buildup for the rest of the season needed to be there and I I it dropped so much it it gave us all of Cassian's relationships that we saw at the end of the episode at the end of the season we got Pegla, Brasso, Bix, etc at the beginning and then we got them at the end so it was like the perfect circle and then it and or I am jealous of the people who can watch it all at once because I feel like it's meant to be watched as one giant movie it was nice watching it episode by episode I don't think I've ever like felt so much anticipation for a show before but it's definitely like one of those things and I feel like Diego has said this before where it's just supposed it's one long piece of media it's it's a film in a show's body but it's 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 fun and it's it's deep and it's sad and it's heavy but I think that season I also think that season two will pull a little bit more audiences in um, because people, I think, love the nostalgia of the original trilogy, which I think will probably, but it's not nostalgia bait. I will no. say that a lot of people say that Rogue One is nostalgia bait. Yeah, but I don't it's not think e- so at all. I will say Rogue One is better than just ATSTs, ATSTs. Yeah, you know, it's 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 it, there's a lot more in that than just oh look, it's Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, or you know, there, there's a lot more in, in that movie for sure. Yeah, I feel like uh, the first three episodes of Andor are definitely good to watch together. And then I feel like, you know, there's in the Aldani arc, I feel like it is cool to watch the whole show together. But then when you break them down into some of their core arcs, like the Ferrix arc at the beginning, the Aldani arc, and then um, the uh, Narkina 5, the prison arc, and you have the other episodes in between, like Seven and um 11 and 12 are kind of their own um but they're like feature films the three of them like the trios um 
so I feel like you can't just like stop <laughs> when you like rewatch it you have to watch all of the arc you know you can't just be like well we'll watch this one yeah Turn it know the what world I mean? of streaming has changed yeah so much it's my, so weird my sister I think is like five months pregnant almost so she's sleepy she's in that period of her pregnancy and she was like I think I can only watch one. And I was like, well, watching the three episodes is like watching one. So yeah. you're going to have to get through it. <laughs> yeah. Stay awake. <laughs> I know. That's what it was like. Um, We have, we talked about Endor. <laughs> it happens every episode. <laughs> um, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that is okay. So we usually do uh, a closing, uh, which is, it could be a, a number of things. So last week it was, we, we made a whole meal out of Star Wars recipes, right? Yes, we did. And two drinks. Um, we could do the same. Oh, I don't have the recipe book. Alex and I went to storage today and put it in. No! Um, let me pause while we think. Mm. So we usually do an outro every episode. So we thought for this one, since the audience doesn't know you guys, we would have both you, Alex and Zach, tell us your favorite Star Wars character and why. Or, you, yeah, I think that's a good one. I was going to say top three, but I think your favorite Star Wars character and why. And I yeah. love, I we already know, I know Alex's, I don't know if you know Alex's, but it's going to be cute when they both say it. Uh, that's it is going to be Yeah. Okay, whoever wants to go first. Right, I'll, I'll get mine out of the way. Or is it uh, Lynn's? No, I, I, they, I the know. audience already knows ours. It's just for, it's oh, okay. just for you guys. Mm -hmm. For me, and this, I don't know how well the audience will take this. For me, it's good old Annie, Anakin Skywalker. But it's not for the same angsty reasons as a lot of people, I think. I, I think as a kid... Oddly enough, his story in the films really hit home in a lot of ways. My grandmother passed away very suddenly when I was very young. And at that time, the uh, Attack of the Clones was still around. So I got it was like one of the few pieces of media that I had that I was like, OK, I I was angry. I was angsty. I was confused and upset at myself which I shouldn't have been because it wasn't my fault for her passing, but I just connected with, with Anakin and that he couldn't save his mother. You know, I just, I, I connected to that and he always wanted to be the best around everybody, you know, and I think I carry a lot of that around with me professionally and in my personal life too. I, I always want to be the best out of everyone in a room to some degree you know, and I, you know, Anakin wanted to be a master at like what, 29 or 23 or whatever he was in episode three. You know, I feel that. I feel wanting to, <laughs> I feel wanting to be on the council, but being yeah. mad that I can't be a master for some reason, you know. Well, I, I, not, not to interrupt you, but you're also in like a super competitive work place, not your workplace specifically, but like the, the industry is very competitive. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. the, the industry is very competitive. It's all, you know, everyone in my industry can run a camera, but it's, it's more than that. It's who, you know, and, and how, and, you know, all the other nuances within that kind of like, you know, I, I just always have connected with Anakin and his story for me, you know, and 
I've never been afraid about that because, yeah, he turns into Darth Vader. We all know that. That's my biggest fear is, is screwing everything up like that. But it's a cautionary tale and it's tragic and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. It's like it's it's like uh it's like Shakespeare. Yeah. Tragedies. Why we like tragedies because they're tragic and you know, we're like, oh no, we want them to fall in love, whatever, you know. So Yeah. He's making fun of me and um Jin and Cassian. Oh. <laughs> um Zach, if you wanna go. Sure. Oh yeah, Alex. I love the way you uh, you put that about about Anakin, and um, that's really cool. Uh, for me, I would have to say Ahsoka. Like I I relate to her quite a bit, actually. You know, she she joined the Jedi Order. You know, she wanted because they seemed like they were this awesome group of people who were, you know, trying to maintain order throughout the galaxy. And then after a while, she realized, you know, maybe they weren't everything that she thought they were. And even Anakin, you know, they had some excellent conversations about that. And then eventually when they basically, for the most part, turned their backs on her when she needed them the most, she figured like, you know, this isn't for me. I need to kind of, you know, turn and, and find my own path and find my own way. And uh, the character development with her is just so on point. And the fact that now she's featured, you know, like decades later and uh in these live action shows is is pretty pretty cool i'm i'm super excited to see what they do with her character and in her own show so definitely ahsoka hands down by far i am too man she's gonna have a killer show and hayden's gonna come back and be like hey how how are you doing (laughs) just like that Yes. Yeah, is it there, is it he on the cast in some way? Really? I think he, I think it's basically confirmed he's going to come back and be a force ghost or uh flashbacks maybe. I don't I don't know. Yeah. It'll be cool. It'll be a really cool interaction to see live action Ahsoka and Anakin together in some way shape or form. It would be cool. Yeah, they've got to capitalize on that opportunity. They probably will. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you for joining us, Zach and Alex. We were so excited about this one. I remember planning it and we were like, we have to be back. <laughs> so much. For- yeah. yeah no, Just, uh, I've listened to a few of your podcasts while at work, you know, and, and my coworkers will find me laughing. Like, what are you laughing at? I'm listening <laughs> to my wife and her best friend and they do all these podcasts. And uh, it's, it's an honor. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, no, same. I, I haven't listened to as many, but the ones I have listened to is always just cute hearing the giggling and, and everything <laughs> too. Honestly, it's 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 fun. There's a lot of giggling on this podcast. <laughs> but that's okay. There's a lot of it's... giggling between our conversations already. Yeah. Now there's just a microphone in front of it. But uh you can find Lynn's at, at a cosmic love on Twitter and at uh Rebel Risen on Instagram. You can find Sabi at I, woo, at news andor and at andorisms uh, and we'll see you next week for another episode of Stardust Records bye bye take care